0: Welcome, welcome to episode number 18. Hi. So really looking forward to our conversation today. And by the way, if you ever want to join in on this conversation, that would be awesome. You can do that by leaving a comment or a rating. Either would be awesome. The only platform that I really know how to do that on, or I think it's easiest anyway, on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on that platform, take a moment and write me and I'll write you back. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, it would. (laughs) All right. Today, I'm going to talk about exactly what is on many people's minds right now, and that is the war in Ukraine. I'm going to talk about war and pain in particular, and The way I'm going to talk about this is I want to help you to reframe it in such a way so that you feel like you can think about it without feeling so overwhelmed by it. You can acknowledge it without feeling incredibly helpless and hopeless. So I want to give you a way to frame it. And I also want to help you identify if certain actions and activities that you can find yourself doing that are less helpful and how to shift yourself back onto a path where you can reconnect with the sense of purpose. And that is incredibly empowering and that is where you want to move toward, but I'm going to give you some support and how, you know, ideas for how you can do that how you can think about it and actions that you can take that will lead you in that direction. So stay tuned because I think it's going to be a great episode. The other thing I want to say before we move on is that all of the proceeds that we collect here at Move to Nourish are being donated directly to aid efforts in the Ukraine until the end of March 31st. 2022. So if you want to participate in that, that is 100% of everything that comes in, all the monies go back out to aid efforts. So the way to do that is to go to, (laughs) I'll give you two options. You can either join Movers Academy on a discount. And when you join you can also cancel at any time and continue to get access for that 30 day period. If you want to participate that way, go to movers.movetonourish.com. And that's move to nourish with the T O. Movers.movetonourish.com. And make sure you use coupon code PEACE2022 to get that discount and just pay the 37. Also, if you want to book a one-to-one session with me, go to this, calendly.com forward slash move to nourish. That's calendly.com forward slash move to nourish. And that again is with a T-O. And I'm so grateful that I am able to do this, being a small company run by me. <laughs> so please take me up on it. Don't be shy. We can get a, carry, cover a lot of ground in one episode, Ugh. <laughs> one session. You'd be surprised. So yeah, check those out. And of course, there will be links to both of those places in the show notes. So go there and book. All right, now on to the topic, war and pain. All right, first of all, I'm going to use the word war instead of conflict. Why? Because honesty, again, conflict is often present. There's nothing actually problematic with conflict. Conflict can be very useful. But when conflict becomes pressurized and emotions become stymied and, and things become thoughts become stagnated, that's when we get aggression and war. And those two things are different. And so I want to call it like it is. And I'm going to use the word war. Now, I'm also going to be speaking from the perspective of my experience, which is, of course I am, but I would just want to make that really clear, which is I've never been in a war zone, and I've always experienced wars from afar through the media. And I'm assuming that most of the people listening to this podcast, for the most part, have a similar experience, although you might have a different experience. However, the likelihood is you've not experienced direct combat. It's always been something that's been outside of your control. And if that is true, then this will be relevant for you. And for the most part, most of us um, people walking around the world who are not world leaders. (laughs) Are there any world leaders out there listening to my podcast? If you know any, please direct them. Can you refer them to my podcast? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'd be helpful. (laughs) Let's get some world leaders in on this conversation. Um, So for the most part, we don't have control. And guess what? We don't have control over the vast majority of things that happen in the world. As much as we would like to have it be different, and as much as we try, as much as we wish, we don't. We don't have control over other people's actions. And when it comes down to it, war is started, initiated by people, right? By a person or a group of people. And carried out by people who we continue to not have control over. Now. A part of us knows that we don't have control over these people. I mean, it's obvious, right? We don't have control over anyone in our lives, our kids, our parents, our siblings, our bosses. It's obvious we have evidence of this every single day and yet, and yet we suffer their actions, yeah? We suffer on account of those actions of other people because even though we know we don't have control, we still vie for control in our own mind. We wish for control. As long as we continue to entertain that wishful thinking, that if only type of thinking, we open the door or we allow the suffering in. We allow ourselves to suffer. If we close that door definitively, or if we remind ourselves again once in a while <laughs> that we don't have control in other people's actions, it shifts our thinking. It returns your thinking back to what is more Purposeful and relevant to you as an individual in this situation. Instead of dwelling on something that is outside of your power, which makes you feel powerless, you then like, it's like not even an option, right? Instead of, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, and spending the afternoon ruminating on if only, if only, if only, if only and getting angry about the other person's actions, either toward you or toward themselves, right? If you see somebody else uh, hurting themselves or their life in some way, it's so painful for us. We get so frustrated, right? We suffer. But if that's not even an option, like for example, there is a group of people in um, Colombia that I happen to know about where lying isn't available to them because it's literally not a concept that they practice, that they're aware of. It just doesn't exist in their consciousness. The possibility of deceiving, of lying (laughs) this way that we all know doesn't even, it's not present for them in their lives. So there are things like that in our lives, in your life. So for example, if you were to just experiment or play with move, removing the thought or the belief that you could oh if only control someone just remove it it's not even there you wouldn't take you wouldn't devote another second of your thinking to that and so like always i like to bring this right home so what i invite you to do now is to consider this situation either If you want to look at and think about the war, that's fine, but you can also think about someone in your life that you would like to change or act differently and what it feels like for you to experience the situation or experience that person and have the desire for them to change without the ability to make, to manifest that desire, to to make that happen we do this all the time when we think about things in the past, right? We think about something. And of course, that is the ultimate, um, sort of circumstances under which we suffer for not being able to change, right? Cause we can never change the past. We, again, we try to entertain the idea with wishful thinking, with allowing our brain to go down the path of if only. So, come back to this situation or the circumstances that you would like to change, that you don't have power to change. It's not in your domain. Feel the desire for the change. Feel the inability because it's out of your domain to be able to change it. Feel what outcome you want for this other person to do, to act or behave in a certain way. And how does that feel in your own body in the moment of wishful thinking, of wishing, hoping, right? What happens? Get really clear for yourself. Where do you go? Do you, do your eyes look to one direction? Do you go up into your head? Do you tighten? Do you press your tongue to the side of your mouth? Do you hold your breath? Do you squeeze your fingers? What do you do really? Give yourself a moment and watch how long you could spend thinking about this, right? Watch how quickly it can draw you in, right? We can spend hours (laughs) thinking about other people and things that we would like to be different and all that time, that's energy. And it's creating suffering inside us. It's creating frustration. It's creating stagnation. It's creating a block to experiencing and acknowledging the truth and the honesty, being honest with ourselves. So I invite you to allow yourself to actually do the thing that, I'm suggesting that you don't do, which I know seems odd. But the reason is because we have to know and get to know what we do already. We often want to jump to not doing the thing, right? We just want to be grateful instead of frustrated. We just want to be um, happy instead of sad. But first we have to really get familiar with how we are now and become aware of what we are living in our body now, right? What are the thoughts that you think? What are the feelings that you have? How does it feel in your body? So the other thing I want to talk about in terms of war and pain is the fact that we need to differentiate between chronic pain and mind-body pain, and pain, yeah? There is nothing out there in the world that can solve for all pain. Going through life with the thought, the wish, the hope, the belief that you should not have to feel any pain as a human, or that you are afraid of pain and that you can't handle pain, keeps you in a place where there's an aspect of your humanity that needs acknowledgement that you stymie without realizing it. You keep yourself in a place of disconnection if you don't allow yourself to feel and to acknowledge the natural pain of human existence. Now, this can be in a couple of different ways. If you cut your finger while you're slicing an onion, there's a reason that that hurts. And the pain in that instance is natural. It's normal. It's useful. Yeah? It helps you to take care of your body. It's not nice. It's not like enjoyable, but it is useful. Now, the other kind of pain is emotional pain. Emotional pain is a natural part of being a human. When there's war, when there's abuse of a person, of sovereignty, when there is violation of humanity, when there is something like this, it makes sense to feel a degree of pain around it yeah and it's not like swimming in a beautiful ocean right it is not the normally kind of human experience that most people run toward but it is part of the human spectrum of all the different emotions and experiences that we can all expect to have at one time likely more in our lifetime and when we come to accept that, the more we come to accept that, the less we suffer from it. The more that we believe, wish, hope, think that we shouldn't have that or that we can't handle it, the more we suffer for it. Now, stick with me because this isn't the end, right? This It doesn't stop here, and this is really important Feeling the pain is not a dead end. This is what you fear. This is what is scary. If I open the door to that, it will consume me. It will overwhelm me. And now here's where there's a couple of things to be very, very clear about. Number one, to remember that there are feelings and there are thoughts. So what we do is we conflate the two. We think about a feeling and we think all the thoughts about the feeling. Oh, this is never ending. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, I can't handle this. I blah, blah, blah. All the thoughts. So when you feel the feeling, I want you to think about it as a sensation, not a story, not a thought, not a narrative. And you'll notice that your mind will want to, at at the beginning, spin around and find any way out of actually feeling the emotion. And it does this by thinking, 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 right? So you're kind of below. You want to dip below the thoughts, below that frantic, fast-paced movement of your thinking and down into that slower, deeper, um, sensation of the emotion itself, right? So there's kind of two components of the experience and you need to make sure that you can start to distinguish between them, right? If you don't, the the thoughts will take over and you'll go back into suffering. Now, when you can provide that space for yourself where you feel the sensation of the pain, right, what does it feel like? What Describe it for yourself. Anchor your thoughts in by focusing your attention towards describing that sensation. Yeah. When you actually hold or allow space for yourself to hold that for a moment without running away from it, you will find that it evolves. It changes. It moves. It doesn't remain stuck in that place. It only gets stuck when you don't give it the time of day. Right? When you don't allow it to process and to express itself. But when you do, it moves. It moves through you and it becomes something else. It fuels the next action or the next phase. The human body wants to move we need to move in order to stay alive. It's a part of our mm, nature. So you will find the same thing when you allow for yourself to experience an emotion, even if it's scary at first, even if it feels like you can't handle it, even if you're worried about opening up Pandora's box, you will find if you stick with the emotion itself, it will not stay stuck. And then not only have you given yourself that flow that needs to happen in your body, in your system, but also imagine the level of power that you've just tapped into. You've shown yourself that you can handle something that you previously thought you couldn't. So you've Taken an experience that you have been running from, you've turned toward it, and instead of freezing or fleeing, you fought. And you've harnessed the power of that energy rather than staying in the belief that you need to run so you keep running and running and running and running and running away or that you can't do it so you just freeze and you stay stuck and stuck and blocked and stuck and frustrated in that place. You turn toward it, full, fully encounter, embrace it and that is activating the other part of fight, flight, or freeze, which is the fight. And the fight in this case is not an aggression. It is not war. It is compassion. It is love. Yet it is still fight. And in this instance, a fight for your humanity and also a fight for your authentic self you stand up for yourself for all that you are all that you feel all that you experience all that you desire you hold space for all of that and you take a stand for it that's powerful it takes you out of a sense of powerlessness, out of a sense of hopelessness, and into being purposeful. And by the way, (laughs) just to be very clear, this is an action that you take. The action might look like you sitting down to write, to go into your inner world, to go for a walk and contemplate, right? This is an action that you take to shift yourself toward this path. So this is not passive. This is an active engagement that you partake in. The other part of this is the actions that you choose to not partake in, right? This is an act in and of itself. So for example, you no longer participate in lamenting other people, (laughs) right? Even in your own mind, but also in conversation with your loved ones. You no longer engage, you choose to no longer engage in that kind of conversation where you're talking about if only blah, blah, blah. And this is also relevant for how you engage with social media. This is also relevant for how you engage with media. Now, here's the thing. When the war in Ukraine broke out, I happened to be in a lull in my life and I got sucked into the news for a couple of weeks. And guess what? It affects you. (laughs) If you haven't ever taken a... fast from media I highly recommend that you do it even now when you feel desperate or actually when you feel most desperate to watch the news give yourself 48 hours of no news can you do it you'll notice a huge difference and I want you to do it so that you can notice a difference not because it's Bad, and you say to yourself, Oh, I can't do that, it's bad. But because you want to find out what happens when I don't take this action, how does it affect me? What do I feel differently in my body? How do I feel differently in my mind? You want to be able to see and experience those differences. When you are acting, when you're taking the action of checking all the news all the time, that is a real life example of fear-based activity because you're afraid you're afraid that you're going to miss out you're afraid that something's going to happen and you need to know about it you're afraid about the uh, current events they just produce fear in you and so you feed that belief that there's something to be afraid of you feed it by searching 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 scanning 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 for anything, any tidbit, any insight, right? That might allay your fear. But of course, your fears won't be allayed because the media is designed on some level to make you afraid so that you keep reading because that's the fear loop, right? And it's the same with chronic pain. The more you look to your situation with fear and look to Possible solutions, scanning the internet for solutions, trying them on, trying them out. What is happening here? What is that person suggesting? What should I do? Same kind of activity, same, exactly the same neural patterns in your mind and in your nervous system are engaged with that kind of activity and action. So just notice it. How does it make you feel in your body? What kind of energy do you feel happening? Does it feel helpful? Does it feel useful? Or does it continue to put you in a spiral of a downward spiral of fear and helplessness? And when you're down there, just know you're more susceptible when you're on that downward spiral, when you're on that track, you're more susceptible to anything that feeds that sense of fear. So it takes a bit of something to shift out of it. Right? That's why I say this is an action that you need to take. You need to be intentional. It won't just happen if you listen to this podcast and just go on with your life as if all the things could just move magically and naturally. You have to get intentional and you have to take action around it to move that part of your nervous system onto or into different patterns. And the very, very, very last thing I'll share with you today is this. If you're not so sure (laughs) that this is the the way to go for you. Here's the thing. When you shift into this space, when you have that experience of knowing that you can hold and encounter and be present to whatever emotion that's emerging from you, within you, and distinguish that from the story that you tell about it, right? Right? When you're able to do that and just be present to the sensation of the emotion, you get clear that you can withstand that, that you have that power within you and it frees you up to take action. And you get to choose whatever action is that you're going to take. You are free to think more clearly. You are free to be more self-aware because your brain isn't so busy running these other stories, trying to get away, trying to save yourself. It's clear. Imagine having that energy freed up to devote to something meaningful, something that you feel purposeful about rather than being dragged along on the chase that you don't want to even be in. I know that you can do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Like I wouldn't bother. I have so much belief in you. I think that sometimes you lack belief in yourself, but that's okay. It doesn't stop me from believing in you one iota. Now, remember. All wars are started by people, all wars are continued by people. People start as babies and then they are children and then they are adolescents and teenagers and young adults and adults. They're all the people around you right now, in your life and not in your life. Strangers that you walk by on the street and your neighbor or family member. All of these people, imagine, Imagine all of these people engaging in this kind of work. Imagine yourself being in a place of power, interacting with all these people around you. How would that impact the world? So you hear a lot of times you can work on yourself and that is an effective tool against war. And on the one hand, it seems insane because we're desperate for a solution now. But on the other hand, it's very practical. And that is the one thing that you definitely can do right now. You can do it for yourself. You can do it for the world. Thanks for joining me, everyone. If you want to participate in donating to aid efforts in Ukraine through getting coaching, getting support from me, then make sure you go do that right now. Time is going to run out eventually. It's going to be awesome if you jump in on that. To join Movers Academy, make sure that you use the coupon code Peace. 2022. And that is at movers.movetonourish.com. And if you want to book a one-to-one for yourself, go to calendly.com forward slash move to nourish. All right. I will see you next week. Have a great week. Stay connected. Stay tuned in to what it is that you want.